Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls, and we're going to do a little bit more of a culture war type deal. Now, Bill Maher, I, I think he's always been a very interesting, um, God, I'm blanking the term for it, but indicator of the culture war and where it's at with your baseline, like, mainstream liberal, who's reasonable, right? The few and far between. Because, you know, he'll be like, oh yeah, actually, you know, Trump does deserve credit here. You know, Trump's kind of an idiot, but he does a backflip. He slips on a banana peel and does a perfect backflip. And his supporters think it was all intentional. That kind of stuff, you know? Where the ones are like, he's evil. He's like, he's not evil. He's just buffoonish. And his policies accidentally will harm people. Your typical armchair smarmy uh, elite class mainstream corporatist, you know, liberal. Over time, he's kind of morphed, but here's the thing. He's been weirdly consistent with shit. He's maintained an anti-establishment center. He called out Obama. He calls out Trump. And he called... I mean, he was hard as fuck on Trump. He fucking went after fucking Bush, too. He's extra hard on on Republicans. He always has been. But he also went after... He went after Obama. He even went after Obama in the Benghazi thing. Now... He's also not been the most up on things. I'll show you a clip uh, from just a couple of years ago where him, where, where Bill Maher and his entire studio audience belittle and mock Dennis Prager. Now, there's things to make fun of Dennis Prager on. I, I have gripes with the fucking guy that, that hurts credibility with me. Oh, shock figure. I, I, I have a, the guy who has a problem with everybody in the fucking industry and main and large creators has a problem with fucking Prager. Oh, wow. Weird. There's a lot to have gripes with. Um, but that's a topic for a different day. But they were arguing, you know, he was like, look, they're putting tampons in the men's restroom because they're starting to let, they're starting to believe and put in policies that would allow females to pretend to be men and use their restrooms and vice versa. He was talking about policies and gender neutral bathrooms and they're just like, this isn't widespread. This isn't going to go anywhere. This is going to be a little fart in the wind trend thing. He goes, no, this is part of a bigger agenda. There's a plan to this. He was talking about, you know, he also made fun of people for talking about the World Economic Forum and so on and so forth. But Bill Maher has really come around. Sometimes I wonder if Bill Maher is actually aware of how much he himself has moved from where he was just a couple of years ago. Because, again, he's still left. Like, Jimmy Dore, uh, for example is the example of, like, the, the, the prime example of uh, of somebody with a complete opposite worldview to me. But, you know, I bet me and him could sit down and have a very genuine face-to-face conversation about differences in our political ideologies, and it would be that, a conversation, right? Bill Maher is the same way. It's just one's a lot less smart. I don't know, I'm trying to com- compare, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Bill Maher fan. I, I watched a few real-time clips... And I've used him as a reference point throughout the years. Um, an example that comes to mind is when he said, "For a first time, I'm playing to two. Uh, I'm playing to two teams," referencing the fact that he now had a right-leaning audience in proportion equal to his left audience, and it was the first time that had ever happened in his career. And he also started having more guests on that were challenging and pushing him back on. I'm curious if he's aware uh, of of how much he's shifted over the years. But that's enough him and and hawing. Let's hop into the video, right? We're going to have a video and article to read today. So Brian Cranston, right? You know him, Breaking Bad, Knock Him in the Middle. 
this guy is Mark Ruffalo levels of fucking delusion. And I don't know what happened to him. It's, it's just hearing him talk about politics and he's the most woke, out of touch, fucking shill imaginable. And it's all with that air of I'm trying to be hip and stay relevant. It's on level when you see people like Dane DeVito doing the same shit and, you know, there's just a lot of actors from that time period. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all pro-lockdown and shit. Something wrong with these guys. Will Ferrell is another one. You know, Will Ferrell walking around with a fucking, uh, oh, what's that fat bitch ran for uh, Georgia? Stacey Abram walking around with a Stacey Abram shirt and stuff. Just, uh, it's the worst. And to see Bill Maher, right? Bill Maher has been friends with all these guys for fucking decades, right? He runs in these, like, very, like, high-ranking, left, uh, elite, Hollywood-type spheres, right? Weinstein spheres. But he, he, he wasn't, like, I'm not, I'm not implying, I don't think he was part of any, like, sort of harassment thing like Weinstein was, but he ran in those circles. Like, he knew people who knew him, if not knowing Weinstein-type people directly, right? I just, I don't know. Brian Cranston is just, I'm online all the time, chronic Twitter syndrome, constantly just uh, yeast in a jar, dying on its own farts, eating its own echo chamber bullshit. And you watch this clip, you can tell this is the first time Cranston's really gotten any pushback on these views. And Bill Maher, you know, he originally was like, yeah, this is bullshit. The, the, the CRT thing's not real. You don't understand what it is. And he even came, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm wrong. This is dubious as hell. But let's get into it. Bill Maher and Brian Cranston butt heads over critical race theory. Comedian and podcast host Bill Maher locked horns with actor Brian Cranston on whether schools should be teaching critical race theory. And of course, Brian Cranston has like next to no fucking idea what it is. And what I find funny, right? You have these older people trying to talk about critical race theory and they talk about it. The same way we were talking about the culture war in, like, 2016. It's like, well, don't you think about privilege? Like, white privileges? Like, the conversation in this country, at least culture war-wise, has moved so far on. Like, like, like what's Brian Cranston going to bitch about next? Man-spreading on fucking buses? Like, you know? It's that level of out-of-date stuff. So we're going to go to the New York Post after we watch this clip. And uh, I'll be honest, Watching this, it's not that bad of a, uh, of an interview. Of course, you know, semi-Lutheran, well, Lutheran with, uh, I don't know, slight agnostic pull from time to time, I'll be real with you. There's, uh, you know, quite a few things I disagree with, of course, they're both left Hollywood leftist, but, you know, Bill Maher's at least not a shit-lib. Brian Cranston is deep, dying the bullshit, Bolshevik garbage type deal, like, just gone with it. It's unfortunate, too, because I really like Brian Cranston. You know what? To be completely honest, I'm still going to enjoy his works. He got a lot, he's got a lot of great shows, and I, and I, and I appreciate him in Malcolm Middle. Plus a great dad. Though, I will say, uh, The Middle with the janitor from Scrubs is a much better show than Malcolm in the Middle, and it's a similar enough concept. But, turn down, because I watch on, uh, yeah, I watch twice the speed just to make sure that I uh, got here as fast as possible. I'm going to turn up, and you're going to hear him talk about it. They were talking about the Bible, Jesus, and, um, you know, how they, they were talking about how Jesus never condemned slavery. You know, yeah. Well, anyway. They get into this, and I, I rewind a little bit so you have a little bit more of the context as opposed to where all the, where the New York Times or, or New York Post starts were just mid-sentence. So let's, let's watch and uh, go from here, shall we? We're not going to watch the whole thing, of course. By 1860, it had changed. Yeah. And most of the world had got rid of slavery before we did. We were bringing up the rear. Um, 
But, you know, you can gay marriage. Obama was against it his first term. Speaking of bringing up the rear. Um, <laughs> you know, people, yes, he was. You know, but, but that was a political move. That was because he thought that yeah, politically, but it's still, but it reflects too soon. Of course, because yeah. it was because yeah. it reflected where the people were. Yeah. That, my point being that people just don't grow up overnight. Society no, doesn't. It does. More raise And this is the difference. This is not like about Bill Maher. Something that I think separates the shit lib from a respectable liberal, and this is such a fucking douchey way of putting it, is a victim mentality, right? A shit lib has a perpetual victim mentality, if not for them, for them themselves, like oh, what was me, but for some pet minority group they've chosen to adopt as like their forever fucking racial gr- fucking grievance. Oh, but the oppressed poor black people, don't you think about how your policies hurt them? Don't you realize blah, blah, blah. they just can't have a real conversation because they're stuck in this emotional, like, I have all this all this wonderful stuff around me and you don't. And I, I feel bad because I feel like cause I'm better than you and I don't want, I don't like feeling better than you, but I know I'm better than you. Like, please, just watch my behavior during the whole pandemic. Like, I'm going to do everything I'm going on social media and telling you you shouldn't do it. I'm totally going to do it anyway. Anyway, here's me singing Imagine by John Lennon. There's no heaven. I fucking hated that shit. But that's the kind of person Cranston here is. Bill Maher, on the other hand, he's not a perpetual victim. He doesn't have this victimhood complex. He's like, look, I disagree with you. Your philosophy's off. Your economics are off. And what's your realistic response to this? He's a skeptic. He's a skin. He's a cynic. He's looking for a fight. He's not looking to have you file his grievances. He's not looking to have his white guilt justified or to be told that he's a good guy because he's concerned about a couple minorities. No, Bill Maher's going to actually have the argument with you, and I'm going to disagree with him, and I'm, you know, he'd do donuts around me on some topics, and I'm sure I'd do donuts around him on some other topics. Culture war topics, I'd probably do donuts around him. Uh, you know, I'm sure fine topics, classic, you know, politics from a billion years ago, I'm sure you do donuts around me on that topic, you know, at least pre-90s. And... But for God's sakes, it's time. It's 400 fucking years that we've dealt with this. And our country still has not taken responsibility or accountability for what? For the history of the systemic racism that's in this country. What should we do more? Well, I mean, for for one thing, uh, critical race. And and, and watch the amount of stuttering in him and I. By the way, the whole way leading up here... Let's see, this is 1644. 1644, guys. We're just going to go back a little bit. Watch the conversation here. I'm just going to put it on double speed. There is not hemming and hawing and stuttering. Watch, this is going to be the part where they're, the random part where there's a lot of stuttering. But watch. Never a thing, so I never questioned it. And I was so nervous about going to church itself. It gave me such anxiety that I wasn't even thinking about that. It just, she just never went. Yeah. So, but yes, my sister and I would be driven to, um, no, you did. I remember. And you put a dollar in or, you know, quarter well, 50 cents. Well, that, like a little slot where you put the money in. Oh, yes. Yes, right. yes where they had all the candles, and there was a slot with a, a cash box, basically, and they would come <laughs> empty it every now and then. That's yeah, a good but, description of it. No one ever says in either testament, what about, you know, Slav yeah. is, a, is a, slave comes from the word Slavs. 
who were Slavic. Uh, yeah. yeah, very white. I mean, yeah. they were slaves. Everywhere. Just people. Bill Maher stuttering hey, more than Bill Cranston is. I'm coming to do it. I'm gonna fuck hear them answer that question. What about you? Yeah. Just get more of Cranston talking. You can see a better example of what I'm talking about. He did, of course, embrace well, Jesus. He did. Oh, he didn't come out. No, he's, he's still closeted. Um, uh, That's he, why they say, oh, man. Oh, man. He, you know, I mean, uh, Mary Magdalene, he, he was embracing All right. of, of her. Stuttering my bad. Judgmental of her and, and saying, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't a good guy. That's a good thing. I'm that's just saying. Thing. He, it never crossed his mind yeah. to condemn slavery. Yeah. They ha I'm telling you, they had rules about it, but it was like, some issues if uh, a man <laughs> yeah. decapitates your slave, you make there's a significant amount of uh, 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 a very less amount of uh, stuttering and stammering in him and Han, but let's just play it. People just don't grow up overnight. Society no, does. It does. More racism. And but for God's sakes, it's time. It's 400 fucking years that we've dealt with this, oh. and our country still has not. By the way, you gotta love how the timing's like completely off. They'll say 200, 300, and a lot of these men on the street things. They're like, for 150 years or 200, whatever the fuck it is. 1776. Now, maybe they're measuring, like, God in here and Plymouth Rock and all that. Even then, the number's still off. Taking responsibility or accountability. For what? For the history of the systemic racism that's in this country. What should we do more? Well, I mean, for, for one thing, uh, critical race theory. I think is essential to be teaching. It depends on what you mean by that. Well, I mean, I mean teaching how the race trade and and racism is systemic in everything we've done in in government, in social uh, activities. Yes, it, it has been. I mean, it's it, it's embedded in it. It's like, for example, why the Second Amendment really, really was. I mean, this is one person's theory, but I think it's the truth. The Second Amendment really has to do with uh, in a country. A profound humbleness you don't find amongst the average liberal. This is just one man's theory. I think it's probably true, but, you know, it's a theory. He goes into it. Humble. Where the other one's like, you have no right owning it. You don't need it. There's no reason. He's like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I'm right, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just an opinion after all. Respectable. It's something that, it's a, it's a level of humility that I, I talk about, you know, I, when I see it, I like to call it out. You don't see it very often. Country where you were keeping a, a hostile people in chains. Yeah. You needed guns. Uh, to, you know, you needed very loose reins on guns to keep keep the lid on that. Yeah. yeah. That, that has a lot to do with why other countries don't have, like, a second amendment the, the way we do. And we didn't have an organized army. We didn't have a, an organized militia, so you had to you had to form one quickly and be able to get the arms quickly yeah. when we were being attacked. Okay. So, But if you, but critical race rate can mean it's... No, hold on. Maybe in, like, the slave-owning states, I was... A factor for their arguing, but no. Interesting takes though. Let's look at it like this. These people just fought a government that had gotten so large and corrupted that it was taking the entire income of its citizenry, sending armed guards to bash your door down at random hours a day to collect money and be as corrupt and have their way with you and do whatever the fuck they want with you and I mean have your have their way with you in any imaginable way. Financially, physically, so on and so forth. Right. So they knew how a corrupt government can become and how dangerous a powerfully a powerful and corrupt government could become. 
this is what's important about reading the Federalist Papers. I don't know if the any if either of these people have re- ever read the Federalist Papers or any of the letters from Madison and Jefferson, Hamilton, Washington, uh, Gubernator Morris. So on. So Gubernator Morris is the one you should really look into. Coolest founding father that you've never fucking heard of. And if you have heard of him, fucking you're awesome. You're cool. Now, it no writings or documents that I've ever seen. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. If you know about them, Lincoln ever talked about, oh, we need a second amendment to keep our slaves in bondage. And I'm not saying that, that that's nothing. I, I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, that's completely plausible. No, the main concern was about dealing with government corruption when the government becomes tyrannical and protecting yourself from threats foreign and domestic. It's also a deterrent to prevent civil unrest and collapse. And now this is a uh, one where some people are like, well, Philosophically speaking, well, statistically speaking, well, you know, normally speaking, that, that, you know, it all breaks down to that kind of shit. But, um, hold on, what's going on now? I mean, it's just, but anyway, yeah, I don't know anything that has, uh, that, that states that the Second Amendment was put there and protected to confine and enslave citizens i know it to actually be there for the exact opposite quote uh joe biden's favorite quote to butcher and try to fear with fear uh fear monger with the tree of liberty must occasionally be watered with both the blood of patriots and tyrants alike that's specifically saying protection from your own corrupt government and the right to form militias to protect not only cities and settlements and so on and so forth but to protect yourself from you know government and corrupt neighbors invaders so on and forth and yeah back then you know ships could sail in and just take the land and run up and attack people so on and so forth but you could be like and this is a good if you're like well the finally fathers couldn't imagine things like assault weapons first off ask that twat what an assault, assault weapon is ask him about the magazine the capacity Watch them start to freeze up, him and Han. Be like, no, 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 don't pull your phone out. Just answer. You, you said, like, you knew what you're talking about. Come on, tell me about it. And watch the stammer and lack of con- and all the confidence and smugness just melt. Now, this isn't true. Sure, they weren't assault weapons, by the way. Most clowns may think of them today. But they had crank-powered Gatling gun that could fire hundreds of rounds. You know, a few, the couple, like, you know, two, three hundred rounds in about a minute, twenty-five semi-automatic levels today but back then considered automatic plus like cannons were like the most devastating tool you could have that's like throw that's like having a missile launcher and they wanted back then that's like having a missile launcher right and there's a letter from james madison uh to james madison from a sailor who's talking about hey can i own cannons and james madison essentially says i'm not your king sure do you want to buy some they wanted you to own battleships. They wanted you to own the most advanced weaponry of the time to the point where multiple founding fathers said that the capacity of the citizenry to own and operate artillery must be equal to that of the capacity and the response capability of the government. Read the Federalist Papers. There's so much good shit in there. Shout out to Victor David Hansen and the Wall Builders. Amazing. One of these catch-all terms. If you mean we should honestly teach our past, of course. If you mean more what the uh, 1619 book says, which is that it's just the essence of America and that we are irredeemable, that's just wrong. It's not. Yeah. I mean, Lamar used to yeah, argue I, that about I, I this thing that. not but existing. Even, even teaching our past and being. 
I mean, okay. yeah, right. I, I agree with it. But even even teaching our past and being honest and owning up to who we are as a country in history. Most schools are doing that. I mean, I'm sure there are ones in Texas that are not. In Florida, they're, they're, Please, they, Texas is they want to do, do away with critical race theory in a lot of other states. Because, some, because sometimes it veers off into things that are really not appropriate. See, and now Brian Cress is going on the don't say gay bill bullshit when it's like, no, it's just don't say either if you want to be like that. Because it banned and penalizes talking about heterosexual sexual relationships as well. Not just same sex or anything like that. It's an overall ban on teachers talking about kids, about talking to kids about sex without parents knowing and without adults being present because there's strict policy setting in there saying you're not allowed to talk to a kid in private about any of this stuff either. Kind of scary that, that they felt the need to add that, isn't it? in schools. So how do you govern you, If you're telling you... five-year-olds that you're either an oppressor or someone who uh, was uh, oppressed, you're you're introducing ideas about race that are inappropriate for, for kids that age who can't understand okay, it. Okay, so common sense would Common sense that. is what's lacking in yeah. this country. You need... That's why, but that is why people want... And the dangerous thing about that, right? Let's just say things don't change, right? For some reason, Elon Musk going on Twitter doesn't change shit. And this is an, uh, an opinionated take on my part. Right, you have these two groups of kids. There's these white kids, and they're told, no, you have to surrender less because you're privileged, you're special, you're above all these other people, and you need to feel bad about it, and you do everything you can to make up for you having these special powers and abilities and the, the special ranking and all the special access that these other people just, for some reason, just can't access... You're telling them how special and superior they are and that they should feel bad for it. You're going to get that one kid. And they're going to be like, I'm not going to feel bad for this. Also, I'm, I'm, I must be just the greatest. We must be the greatest thing ever and too powerful because I go to say something online and I'm censored or I'm deleted or so on and so forth. You're going to lead to a, a, a path where one little sick fuck is going to pipe up and say, no, if I'm better than all of them, then I'm going to fucking rule them. And it's the right of all the people who look like me to do so. And that's how you get Hitler. You get all these fucking brain-dead lefties being like, well, Hitler was like, I'm just going to do whatever I want and fuck everyone else around me. That's how you get Hitler. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. The exact policies you fight for, the moral decay of society, so on and so forth is what leads to fucking Hitler. Teaching kids that based on race, they're better than everyone else and they need to feel bad about it and make amends for it. You're going to lead to the one kid who says no, makes the argument, and that switch that was hardwired to tell these kids, oh, you're not better, you're better than everybody else and you should feel bad for it, is going to flip and say, no, if I'm better than you, why am I bowing to you? And that will happen across a whole society of a whole certain ethnic group. And it doesn't even, like I said, I haven't said white this whole analogy, as far as I know, I didn't mean to if I did. It's any race you sanction off and say, based on race, you're superior, so you should surrender. No, it just takes one mouthy motherfucker to weaponize that exact training. And there should be no switch because that setting doesn't exist. That that set, that gender, or, or whatever you would call that, 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 that bullshit binary doesn't exist. You know, I get comments all the time on my videos saying, <laughs> these black gorilla chimps, you really need to <laughs> learn their place, blah, blah, blah. Bro, if it wasn't for a black Supreme Court justice named Clarence Thomas, this nation would have already succumbed to just outright communism 
please get fucking real. Thomas Sowell exists, my man. And they don't like these kind of people existing, right? Because they're an overall threat to the larger, more establishment Democrat and shit-live Democrats who want to have these examples of these, just the, 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 these a crippled, oppressed society is rigged against the, this handful of black people. But then you get people like Thomas Sowell, you get Clarence Thomas, you get, you know, regardless of how you feel about him, Brandon Tatum, Anthony Bryan Logan. It's a long list that goes on. I can't think of his name. Um, he goes on Fox News occasionally. Morgan Freeman even occasionally will chip in and say some base shit once in a while. You know, you get these celebrities and very, like, deep wells of intellectual resource. And they're black, and they say this narrative about our people is wrong, and you have all the ability to lift yourself up out of this situation. It's... Again, it, it all ties to having that victim complex, because if you can have that, like I said earlier, oh, I'm I'm better than you, but... I feel bad for about it. Mm. Like I was saying earlier, that's it's all the same fucking plague, and it's disgusting. And Bill Maher is one of the few libs who actually has a platform you can get in contact with people like Brian Cranston and Mark Ruffalo, and so on and so forth, and have these conversations with them in a way where they've never heard this side of the argument before, and they lock the fuck up. Sorry, let's interrupting. Let's get back to it. Sense common sense yeah. is what's lacking in yeah. this country. You need to- that's why, but that is why people wind up passing laws about that and yes you're right very often the laws go too far but it's not coming out it's not coming from nothing it's coming from things that have started in colleges and very far left woke thinking that uh, many people feel is not appropriate in schools i mean the same thing with with gender how many people on the left just again i want to give bill maher a lot of credit because i see people shitting on bill maher all the time they throw him in the same care, uh, like, like same category as like John Store, Sam Cedar, you know, Tyt, all these people, like, like like him and Jimmy Dore are two two people on the left that I actually like. Again, I don't watch a lot of of Bill Maher. It's this arrogance and the smugness because when he's wrong and it's very obvious he's wrong, and later on just gets proven to be wrong, it makes me it's annoying to watch the arrogance. I don't get satisfaction from the the. The revenge of, of him being schooled by somebody pulling up a resource and be like, look, dude, you're wrong. And be like, oh, well, I have to look more into this. That kind of shit. I don't enjoy that. It, it, I, I, I hate arrogance where it should not, where, where it doesn't belong. Don't, I don't believe in false modesty, but fa- misplaced arrogance is, is, is a pet peeve. And I'm sure I, I, I will humble myself to that eventually. But... You don't see people on the left sitting out there and being like, no, what happened is a bunch of crazy far lefties in college went out and now it's pervasive in society. This ideology is seeping in everywhere. This woke nonsense. This is a man firmly on the left, like left, die in the bullshit Bolshevik left. And he's not a shit lib. He's just like, look, you're wrong. You're wrong about what you're saying. You have half the story, you have all your facts backwards, so on and so forth. He calls it out, and then will explain firmly and calmly why his view is what it is. I just don't think he realizes how hard the windows are shifting, and how far into the like, like, like the line that separated the right and the left is moving further and further, so more and more people are considered right. I don't think Bill Maher is realizing that. People around him start to look at him as he's more as if he's more right wing when he's not by any means. But it's the same thing with Brett Weinstein, Brett and Eric Weinstein. They're 
progressive pseudo-socialist liberals. But because they know Joe Rogan have takes on like the economy and whatnot, they must be far right. Like it's interesting, right? Mm. Your stuff. You know, can they just be kids for a minute? Right. Okay. And 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 that's absolutely. And we have to find that time, that level of maturity when a when a child can understand that at certain times in this country's history, there was a grave mistreatment of other human beings. I think we get that. Well, no, we don't get it. What oh, do you mean, get really? it? Really? You think that is not... Look, did you hear the instant wrath in his voice when he got cut off by... Um... Pardon me, real quick, hold on. Just the prissy little bitch frustration when he goes, What do you mean? He goes from like falsely concealing the sense of calm to just fucking snapping. Listen to the voice. At time, that level of maturity when a, when a child can understand that at certain times... He's never really had to think about it. He's trying to sum it up. All the arguments he's heard, maybe from the videos he's watched, are talking about it, and just repeat that. In this country's history, there was a grave mistreatment of other human beings. I think we get that. Yeah. There was a grave mistreatment of tons of people in this country's history. Native Americans, blacks, the Irish, the Polish, the Japanese. We had internment camps in, during World War II for... For China, for Japanese people, and then up getting a bunch of Chinese and Korean and, and like you know a bunch of citizens, they were just generally Asian in appearance. who we were thrown into that. It wasn't just black people, so on and so forth. It's this small, narrow worldview, and it's kind of ironic that these Hollywood types just can't get the bigger picture, but they are working with much smaller screens. To be fair. Actually, in storage, I have a sign. I don't have access to take a picture to it, but I have an old sign. I got it at a garage sale or an estate sale. A pile of signs when I bought it. It's a metal sign. It says, no blacks, no Jews, no Irish. Hmm? Yeah. It says whites only, and above it is Jews and Irish. Now, I understand the Jews don't even want, want to be considered white because, you know, they, they fought very hard. And the ADL will come after me, supposedly. If I don't say that the Jewish Jewish people, regardless of race, they're not black, white, Asian. No, they are 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 the race of Jew. There is just female and male Jew. But I do find it funny that I have the sign that says "No blacks, no Jews, no Irish, whites only," and it's from an Alabama or no, it's from a Mississippi, uh, like shop. I just find it very funny because you put it on people, you know, they don't think about it in this day and age that the Irish were looked at as like less than black people in a lot of parts of this country. But this is a pervasive narrative, you know, BLM. Mm. But BLM will never mean baby lives matter, of course. Well, no, we don't get it. What oh, do you mean, get Really? It? You think that is not something that is now widely understood and agreed? It's definitely not widely understood. That America has a, a sorry racist past? It's talked about and whispered, but they don't whispered. Know it. Yes, it's, you, it, what, what the Jim Crow laws? So, but that's so hundred years ago. We have a whole fucking month. Veterans don't even get a fucking month. Proclamation I, I in eighteen sixty-five. It was nineteen sixty-five, or in nineteen sixty-four, when the Civil Rights Act was passed by LBJ. But, but this is twenty twenty-three. It took a hundred <laughs> yeah, we'll years. I know, but is my point. Can we live in the year we're living in? You don't think we should live in the year living Okay, in. well, the year we're living in is not... Drive me to drink. Listen to the, just the frustration. 
Brian Cranston has never been confronted with someone pushing back on his own bullshit ideology, and it's driving up a fucking tree in real time. 1965, or in 1964, when the Civil Rights Act was passed by LBJ. But, but this is 2023. It took a hundred years. I know, but is my point. Can we live in the year we're living in? His thing is like, look how long it took. And Bill Martin's like, yeah, it's a past. We're over now. They, they got the history to generalize and broaden. Kind of really broad brush strokes and missing a ton of details. But it's neither here or necessarily there. But Bill Maher's like, yeah, like I said, America has a sorry history of slavery. And I think the average American understands that. And yeah, uh, every nation's flag has a little bit of blood on it. Absolutely. I, I think that's the fairest statement imaginable. It's not just America. America is, in fact, the only nation that went to war with itself to end slavery. Now, it wasn't to end slavery. There's a lot more to it. But... I don't know. It's this anger. This, I am secure in my bubble. How fucking dare you? You're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to have my back. Now you're embarrassing me. Hey, You don't think we're... Hundred years. I know, but... Is my point. Can we live in the year we're living in? You don't think... Or should live in the year we're living in? Okay, well, the year we're living in is not... Drive me to drink. It's not what you're describing. He says, God damn, man. All angry and indignant. And first off, you're on Bill Maher's show, man. Show a little humility. Especially when you're wrong. And you're not even open to the idea. Like, Bill Maher, right? The two dispositions. Bill Maher, right? He gets a little bit of pushback earlier from Cranston. He goes, no, this is just my opinion. I think I'm right, but it is just an opinion. And Bill Maher's like, the fuck do you mean? What the hell? You're driving me to drinking, man. God damn it. All angry and indignant and head up his own ass and, and just not willing to have the argument of the conversation. Yeah, people want to tell me that Bill Maher is just as bad as like Trevor Noah and that fat guy who took over for Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson was the greatest uh, late night talk show host ever. Fight me. You're describing in America, yes, that I think most right thinking people would agree was deplorable in so many ways. No, no I'm good. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's tasty, though. It is good. It's t- very different, and I like it. It's a little so smoky, but not because it's mezcal it's and mezcal not- and not tequila, because it's smoked and not steamed. Yeah. Anyway, well, Mars is a good interview. Given giving a uh, Cranston a moment to cool down and relax. What are we arguing about? Well, probably the Golden Globes, which you sound like you should be making. Hello. A- <laughs> um, um, no, I, I just Golden think Globes. we need to live in the year we're living in, and uh, acknowledging progress is not saying uh, the past isn't horrible or that we're done and there's no more work to be done. It's just being realistic about where we are today. And where we are today is nothing like the times you're describing, uh, as bad as they were. So, say, so, so you're, you, I mean, this is, right. I think, a problem with a lot of the left. They, are, they seem to be obsessed on the past. The, the past is important. It's not the only it. thing. They, they teach it like a Again, I think most teach places it. do teach it. There are places. No. There are also there are, there are places that go too far on either side. Can we agree with that? But I bet you most places in America. I mean, again, this is 2023. The people who are doing the teaching are of a generation that is not mostly interested in suppressing the past or being racist. So I went to an elementary school in a city called Ann Arbor called Allen Elementary. My principal was a woman named Miss Fitzgibbon, a raging lesbian who dated uh, or at least had a relationship, you know, as an adult with hindsight, with a gym teacher. You know, I'm, I'm saying way too much, way too much. You're my ass in trouble. Uh, but, you know, maybe don't 
hold hands in the hallway. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. You know, I, I wouldn't want, like, a married heterosexual couple smooching in a, you know, mom, dad, you know, whatever. I can't do anything about that. If a mom and a dad drop their kid off and they give each other a smooch, you know, for whatever reason. Like, they're in the same car together. It's not like one's leaving or whatever. But, you know, staff, you know, you got to crack down on that. You know, hey, PTA in the school, that's, that's really inappropriate. Like, the other jobs, meh. Maybe you were both working at, like, a restaurant together. Sure, you, you can, like, sneak a kiss in here or there. But, like, in a school, essay, no say. You know, real crack down on that shit. Um, anyway. And when we did, we, we dressed slavery at a very young age. Uh, I remember how we did in kindergarten. When I was in kindergarten... What we did, uh, we, we, we briefly uh, addressed slavery, and the way it was taught to us is people were told that they weren't allowed to leave, and they had to do all kinds of work, and all they were allowed to do was work and sleep. And I'm like, well, that sucks. They're like, yeah, imagine it was like you were only allowed to do your chores all day long, which I thought, you know, I hate Ann Arbor, I hate Allen Elementary, I hate the public school system, but I went to a time, you know, I was in a weird time period. I was in early 2000, I was in elementary school by the year 2000. Common Core, no, no Troll FBI hadn't quite become a thing yet. You know, I was uh, in, uh, fifth, leaving fifth grade when Obama got elected for the first time, and then going to, you know, Common Core came in, built upon No Troll Left Behind, and everything got weird and switched up. But before that, you know, it was kind of straightforward how they, how they taught slavery. Kindergarten, it's just, yep, these people weren't allowed to leave. They had all they had to do, all they were allowed to do was sleep and work on the farm all day. You had these mean people who yelled at them. By the way, Here's a little kid-friendly video about Martin Luther King. And it's just like a really like dumbed-down version where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we just want to be friends. And we should all be friends no matter what our differences is. Well, I like to play with trucks. Well, I like to play with action figures. Well, then we can't play together. It's like, well, no, hold on. The action figure can go inside the truck. Ah, look, despite our differences, we've found a way to make our differences work together to be friends. Like, you know, really baby basics, bold-down bullshit. Right, they teach slavery at a very early age. At least for me, that was my experience. I, I they, taught, they taught that shit. It didn't help that, you know, my, my family was super-duper political, so I was always watching shit like that. You know, C-SPAN 2, Book TV, The Presidents, and Ken Burns, PBS Civil War shit. I didn't have, like, you know, at, at my mom's business, we, we had cable, like Cartoon Network, and, uh, you know, Adult Swim, and MTV, and E! and Spike, and all that shit, right? But at home, it was just like... Default, basic, like 30, 40, like, like, like uh, channel 2 through 34 type shit. Uh, and then all of a sudden from like 35 to 60, there was nothing. Then like 60 to 95 was the rest of the channels. G4, old G4, Ninja Warrior and shit. Mm, mint. Off topic. Now, you know, you need to get older, you know, you start to do better. Oh, we also had to color in little medallions. I had like... MLK's face on it, the color and picture of MLK. But as you get older, you know, by like fourth grade, you watch a little documentary about who Rosa Parks is, and then, you know, there's some lady who works at like the History Museum, comes in and talks to her, the librarian does it. You know, they, they, they taught about it. I don't necessarily agree. I My nephews knew about it when they went to elementary school, and, you know, they, they went to the same elementary school because everybody lived in kind of the same area we're used to. All my students kind of moved out with everybody else too. But anyway, that's off fucking topic. My point is, they teach about fucking slavery. 
and in high school, dude, they teach about the Harlem Renaissance, all Black History Month, right? It's a different topic every couple days, but they teach about slavery, the build of the Civil War, the slave trade in the most common core basic, you know, not actually historically accurate any fucking fashion version of what happened. But they still teach it. I don't think there's a single person alive who, who you know, you may find somebody who wants to be a shithead and argue like, yo, slavery didn't actually happen, you misunderstand it. But they can at least, you know, even their shit posting, they still know it happened enough to have that shit post ability. You know, everybody was taught it. Everybody knows it. Everybody understands the basics of it. I'm not sure. There's a level of minutia and more complex history interwoven into the slavery and the end of it, so on and so forth. No one's, no one's going to disagree with that, but Brian Cranston, man, what a head up the ass. It's kind of insane. They don't teach it. No one knows about it. They suppress it. How do they suppress it? Every single major Western company and entertainment division, so on and so forth, bows its fucking knee to BLM and any black pseudo cost to the point where we have happy Kwanzaa like shit in the stores. And Kwanzaa is a completely made of bullshit, meaningless holiday celebrated by fucking idiots who got suckered into a fucking black Jewish guy's fucking con of a holiday. Bullshit. It was made up in like the late 60s, early 70s by a fucking junkie drug dealer who was all hopped up and shit and just peddled a bunch of like con artist snake oil bullshit. But that somehow became a federal fucking holiday. Wild. And then you also have Juneteenth. We had Juneteenth added, which is a weird thing, right? Because Juneteenth is celebrating a slavery and the Republicans were like, ah, this is stupid woke bullshit. They could have been like, yeah, thanks for celebrating our victory on ending slavery, you fucking Democrat, you former slave owner party. But no, they they just kind of buckled knees. But either way, they just keep adding holidays. It's a new George Floyd mural here. Uh, riots over there. BLM rioters get to, get to look the other way because you know they're 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 bringing down uh, black owned business because of a uh, some fucking person who, who I don't know. Maybe they were were actually a criminal. Maybe they they weren't. But maybe they were a criminal and they pulled a gun on a cop and the cop shot him or. Or, or maybe the cop confused a taser for a gun, but either way, you know, we're going to burn out a black-owned business before the investigation can be carried out. Whatever. Tracks. Tracks. But yeah, tell me again how, you know, the struggle of black people is so suppressed and never talked about in this country. It's not like it hasn't been the topic of fucking arguments in the culture war since, like, 2014, and specifically since, like, you know, George Floyd and onward. Get fucking revealed way before George Floyd. Uh, Trayvon Martin is where it all started, and so on and so forth. But fuck off. You live in a bubble, dude. I mean, I disagree with that. Well, then you don't watch a lot of the videos. The, the, the people who are doing the teaching are of a generation that is not mostly interested in suppressing the past or being racist. I mean, I disagree with that. Well, then you don't watch a lot of the videos that they themselves post. True. They themselves. Teachers of TikTok and, and educators. Stuff. Trust me, they're, they're hyper aware of race. If anything, it is injected too much into everything. But you sound like you're more in the uh, Hollywood woke camp, and I... That's fine. <laughs> Damn. Sounds like you're more in the Hollywood woke camp than I. Doesn't mean we have to... No, like, it's like a, it's, it's a, a humanistic camp. 
I want, I want, did, did, you, did you know when you were a child, did you know that that segregation was all through, again, when I was a child, was the 60s. Yeah. This is 2023. When, you keep going the, back to like, yeah, how Bill, it was. You, it's, and, it's and as still if the present. same people, it is still, of course, you know what, racism is always going to be present in, in not just white people, but in all people, to a certain degree. You can't, you can't completely, um, sanctify human nature it's just what it is uh, it's tainted uh, we try to extirpate it as extirpate it as much as we possibly can but we can't certainly it's a great thing that we've passed most of the laws that you would need i mean discrimination is illegal has been for a very long time the very said that brian cranston lives in california wanted to up and completely amend all of their um, civil rights laws just three years ago Hmm. Obviously, it'll always be fought in the courts and so forth. But, the, but I mean, as opposed to these errors you're talking about, when it wasn't even the law, Jim Crow, yes, before the Civil Rights Act, yes. But that's a long time ago. So, and you seem to think that the the country in 2023 is populated by seething racists who are who are unaware of our past and and the obligation we have to do better. I, I, I do agree that there are people who who want to move forward without looking at the past. And when you move forward without looking at the past and course correcting, you're in trouble because it can happen again. Well, can't we do both? Can't we, look, can't we be cognizant of the past yes. and move forward? Yes, you can. Let me ask you And acknowledge the present. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you look at this guy's hat, make America great again, what do you think about that? Sweetheart, nobody has made more fun of Donald Trump than I. I know. So you, you can't get me on like, I like Donald Trump. I'm I don't not like saying that. that. Okay. I'm not saying And that. I get your point. I've said it myself. Yes, make America great again. I understand to a certain number of people, that's a dog whistle about America was better when it was whiter. I get You know what's interesting about the idea of a dog whistle? A dog whistle is supposed to be a... You know what? Let's not even use my example for it. Let's just look it up real quick. So I'm not sure if... It seems like um, Bill Maher is saying that Brian Cranston views Make America Great Again as a dog whistle. So let's just roll with that, right? Let's say Brian Cranston sees Make America Great Again as a dog whistle. This is more about him than the people he's trying to attack for wearing it. Down here, you know, first one, a high-pitched whistle used to train dogs, typically having a sound inaudible to humans. But definition two, a subtly aimed political message which is intended for and can only be understood by a particular group. Quote, dog whistle issues such as immigration and crime. That's a misuse of it. And right here, look over here. You see Trump 2020, Make America Great Again, Confederate flag, all that shit clumped up together. Now, if the point of a dog whistle is that only the people in the know understand it, Brian Cranston... If to you, Make America get Great Again and those little red hats, I wear them. I'm not a white supremacist. I was dicking a black chick for quite a few years. Like seven. Irregardless of the story point here. <laughs> that was meant to be more funny than it was. But, flex aside, you're the one saying like, oh, I see white supremacists. I see, I see like Nazis and authoritarians and dictators and fascists. Well, if you're the one who understands the dog whistle, dude then the dog whistle's for you. The person wearing the hat doesn't see it that way. I mean, the person wearing the hat isn't initiating. I mean, the person in the hat doesn't understand it as any of these signs of this weird fucking violence. Right? You know what's happening right now in that situation? I can compare it to something perfectly. There is some black guy from the suburbs 
who went to L.A. and he's wearing like blue jeans and a blue flannel and a blue baseball cap, thinking nothing of it. He's just dressed the way he normally would in the suburbs, this poor little black kid. But now he, he's in here in Compton, and everyone's looking at him like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's affiliated. Oh, shit, better beat his ass, better fucking teach him a lesson. Meanwhile, the guy doesn't know why he's about to get his ass whooped. To him, he's like, "Are y'all y'all hate my outfit? What's wrong? What, what happened? He doesn't know that, that they think he's in a gang, because he doesn't think of himself in a gang. He doesn't think he's wearing gang colors. He thinks he's just wearing a nice outfit that displays a little bit of his beliefs or his views or something he stands for or something he thinks or something he likes. But now these guys see it as like this weird, twisted, warped version of whatever the fuck they want it to be because it's their dog whistle that only they understand and they beat this dude's ass for just wearing blue in the wrong neighborhood. Same thing we're here with Brian Cranston throw a little fucking bitchy hissy fit dog. If it means if MAGA means white supremacist to you, it's because you're a white supremacist looking for more white supremacist. Oof. Get that. Okay, but I, I don't I would, though. Would you then also accept that there's a large swath of people in his camp and other people like him who have no clue that that's a dog whistle that they think oh yeah make america great again is for everyone exactly the fucking point you clown the idea is america is an ever-evolving country that's the point of having a living liquid constitution like we do it is meant to be malleable and evolve with the people in the time in the pursuit to perfect the idea of a republic, of a republic with democratically ran elections, or whatever best suits this country going forward. That's what Make America Great Again is about. It's not about white, black, whatever. It's about seeing America first. You're a Christian, second. You're a Jew, second. You're white, second. You're black, second. You're poor, you're rich, or whatever group, minority, identity, identitarian, this label you want to slap onto it. That comes second to you being American. We're coming from an anarchist, I know, but there's something to be said about protecting your home as opposed to the government. You can love the nation. You can love the flag. You can love this entire country and hate the fucking government too. And my my stance hasn't changed. If I can't have a government formed by the Constitution, then I will not have a government that I recognize. I think it's a pretty reasonable take. And Brian Cranston's head is so far up his that if they don't see the dog whistle it's because it's not a dog whistle he just said it himself does it dawn on you that people like Trump sees MAGA as something for everyone and not a fucking hate symbol uh yeah because it's exactly how he sees it it's something for everyone especially if you're you know in Israel and you need money that that's a dog whistle that they think, oh yeah, make America great again, is for everyone. Dumbass. But when was it great? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I know, oh God. I mean, making you know, a big sigh. Come no, on. No. When was it great for, for African Americans in this country? When was it great? Well, if you're applying for college now, I would say now. So, in our history, now, it's great. I didn't say great. It's never great for anybody fully. Well, Never what, great for anybody? Well, life is full of problems. So great, you know, yes, if your life is great, you're very lucky. Most people would not say, my life is great. Would you say your life is great? Yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, this is when I would say society was great. The only issue with this time period is the economy was crashing. But there was a point in the 70s 
and I can pinpoint it to right around the ten years before and well the five years before and after Blazing Saddles came out. Cities were becoming more diverse. The middle class was rising. The poverty rates were sinking in this country to the point of like you know more and more people had a job. It wasn't historic setting in this country by any means, but it was it was one of the lowest unemployment rates in our country's history. Even though the economy was tanking and you know Carter was in office and disco was dying and all and, you know, the hippies were vanishing, but things were good. People and friends of all different races, groups, and backgrounds were cracking jokes at and with and about each other. And at the end, they knew they were just jokes, and they still loved and respected each other as they were despite their differences. And they knew they were all just jokes because people could enjoy each other's company and enjoy picking fun at each other's little differences because we all understood that we were, you know, not white, not black, not whatever the fuck. We weren't all these different races. We were one race, the human race, and we were one nationality. And that nationality is American. And now, with identity politics dividing people and ripping them to the shreds, America is at its possibly one of its fucking worst right now because of identitarians like Brian Cranston who have gutted this country. They now have aspired to this level of fame and wealth and excellence. And now they're pulling the ladder up for the average people like you, anyone else who's looking for work and maybe trying to do sitcoms and comedies and get to where he is right now. He's got his. Fuck you. Figure it out on your own. Pulling the ladder up. So, America has had points where it was great. Where it was phenomenal. The greatest country ever. Right? And it's consistently maintained that as the greatest country ever. No country has ever, in this history, gone through such a rapid evolution. In less than 300 years of existence as a nation, constitution going forward. Other countries around the world, have predated us by hundreds if not thousands of years, right? For example, the UK wouldn't elect its first black leader, like political, its black, first black politician, until the 70s. America elected its first black leader in the 1800s. It took the rest of the world to start electing people of different uh, skin colors to its society in the Western world till. 60s, 40s, and the 50s, and so on and so forth, but America was doing it in the 60s. We had Frederick Douglass standing in the Capitol building saying, these words in the Constitution are hypocritical if you do not uphold them equally to me. Look at yourself in the mirror as a nation. America has always been on the rapid progress. It's when assholes like you showed up with your grievances and your professional gripes that things start to get unrailed and unhinged and start to just crash out of control. It's your people like you, Brian Cranston. People who won't take time to hear the other argument and you just throw a little fucking hissy fit and you tune out everything until you hear like two or three words in a combination you fucking hate. And you throw a little tantrum in regards to what's being said. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of it. Has, I'm glad for you, it, and I'm huh. privileged. Yes. Do you believe in in white privilege? I, I like the word advantage better, because okay. advantage okay. is broader. Here's the reason why. When you say advantage, now, have I had advantages, especially growing up in you know being a again, we were born the same year, 1956. If you're born in that year, yes, you were a young person in the 80s, probably in the 80s. Um, 
you know, could I, like I have been up for a job at a comedy club when I was working little comedy clubs and there was a, a black comedian and they gave it to me instead because they thought I would do better being a white comedian or that they were just maybe had racism in them. Yeah. And all this stuff up until like 2012, 2013, when identitarians started to take over in this like weird lefty toxic pseudo Marxist in just poisonous woke ideology was in its infancy just starting to grow legs. Actually, this great article explaining how Glee was the the plague rat ship or the plague ship for the woke identity politics. But we was talking about white advantage and all that just didn't exist when I was a kid. Just wasn't a thought to me, I, I, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't until, like, BLM and riots and stuff like that happened that I really thought about, oh, yeah, I, I, I am white, aren't I? I knew black hillbillies. I could go down south, see my family in Mississippi. They got fucking black southerners flying the Confederate flag. You know, you just think <laughs> Civil War, man. They're still flying that. That's funny as hell. You don't think about it being a black person or a white person. You just kind of check, like, wow, they're still flying that. That's great. But, well, to be fair, you know, my standpoint on it, it's heritage, not hate. Because, you know, I got a lot of family on, you know, down south. And, you know, I have nothing against that flag. It's part of America's history. And, uh, you know, I have one. It's not flying or anything. It's one of my many flags in storage, with like my Hungarian and Armenian flag, and my um, and my uh, you know Molan Labe flag. I, I got a lot of flags that are just folded up because you know I used to collect them when I was a kid for some reason. But <clears throat> my point is, they're describing a, a timeline and a ra- reality in a world of racial relations that was just never applicable, and still in many ways isn't applicable. It's just these identitarians want it to be. Yes, I think that probably could have happened, and that was wrong. Again, I didn't do it. I, can't, I mean, we can't all That's be... you're doing. It's no, 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 recognizing I mean, that it exists. I, 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 yeah. I don't think I should be even question that I'm someone who doesn't yes. recognize that it exists. Right. I have a pretty good record of yeah. speaking on the right side of civil rights issues. I just like to be real about where we are. And where we are is not where we were. And some people seem literally reluctant. It seems like they, they feel like the, the worse I think things are, the better person I am. That's what I get from a lot of the left, you know. I think things are worse than you do, so that's what makes me good. And, like, I just want the reality. I just want the truth. Mm-hmm. What is the truth of the situation? And, again, I'm not, de- I'm not decrying that these changes are made. I'm applauding it. I'm applauding it that it's great that if you're a, a, a black kid applying to college, yeah, you don't have to face discrimination like they used to. And I very often those colleges so and businesses also in America are trying to make up for their sorry past. I think, I, I think we're, not, we're not really far apart. I think it's to... to I mean, yes. Are are there factions that are on both extremes? Of course, but to be to say you're you're a liberal Recovering. person, as I would consider myself, um, I don't. I, I think common sense is 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 the law of the land. It's what should be. I think we are in a much better place than we've ever been before, as far as civil rights, as far as acceptance, and, and it just it's just you know the people as far as civil rights, quite possibly as far as acceptance, absolutely not. And as far as, like, civil rights on paper, yes. But civil rights in practice and in enforcement, absolutely not. The justice system is slanted against white people. White, uh, un- unarmed white people are far more likely to be shot and killed by the police than any minority group is. There's a lot more racial profiling and discrimination against Asians and whites than there are any other minority group. Or any other, you know, ethnic group. So, uh, I would not say, you know... In practice, currently, no. On paper, yes. I think about ten years ago, before all you assholes showed up with this bullshit, yeah, 
things were getting a lot better and constantly getting better. It was like a, a, a climb uphill and it was going smoothly. You know, even people on the right and the left were, were agreeing on a lot of these policies. But then you assholes had to show up and throw a hissy fit and there was never enough. And then the policies didn't take care of enough people and it just had to keep expanding and expanding until it was just, you know, by the time we realized it was never enough for you assholes, it was too late and we already started the process. Who are running the world now are millennials and Gen Zs. They just—they're not. I think you're thinking of your generation, and, and they are still in place in some places. They're certainly not all racists who are in place, but yeah, there are. You know, like I said, I don't know if we'll ever get rid of it completely, like any human flaw. But the people who are running things—you know—I I just don't think that that's their mindset. Is let's be racist to people of, of they color. Don't, they don't—they don't understand I, it, but they are innately that way. Innately? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. No, no. What have you been reading? Oh, bad. So, you know, come on. Somebody, is that white fragility or some bullshit like no, that? No, it's not white. God damn. Bill Maher. Like, does Bill Maher realize how red pill he sounds? He sounds almost like left-leaning libertarian. You know, like that political uh, ideology that Tim Pool pretends to be aligned with. Come on, Tim. Knock it off. Fragility? Well, that's the book. Is no. that what you're getting well, at? No. no, no but innately, like, like original sin, like, like we're, we're we, uh, toxically but, white, born racist? No, not toxically. But you are you recognize your experience and your and what we don't recognize often is is uh, the privilege that you said the advantage okay. that you have. We look at look at Congress privilege that he said he never said privilege it was Hugh Cranston. Look at look look at the makeup of Congress. You cannot deny that as older white men are the predominant factor in Congress. I don't have the stats in front of me. But there's plenty of people in color in Congress. And it, yes, we are moving from a place where it was all white. We get it. Yes. But what, what, what direction is it going? And, I don't, and I, I'd like to see the numbers in Congress. Certainly in the Democratic Party, I bet you they're um, at least representative percentage-wise. I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, less so in the Republican Party. Yeah. But I have to tell you, um, Republicans are doing better and better all the time. With I don't know. You guys complained to be in this podcast about the far-right faction that held up the the vote for Speaker and how stupid they were. Byron Donalds, a black conservative veteran, was on there. Not to mention other, you know, minority BIPOC conservatives. So, uh, self-aware, totally. People of color. I hope be- so. Be- because... The woke shit actually doesn't help any black people. It, see, to me, this is the difference between liberalism and wokeism. Liberalism is about lifting people up. Woke is just about self-loathing and hating yourself and scolding everybody uh, and virtue signaling. It doesn't actually help anybody. Lifting people up who have gotten a bad shake in this country, who are for some reason downtrodden or have been cheated, absolutely, I've always been for that. Um, but I don't think that's a lot of what's going on. And I think there are... Um, I just look at the numbers from the last election. I mean, Trump, you th- what? would you think that he would get even one black or Hispanic vote? He got 20% of the male black vote. And he did better with Hispanics than he did the first time. Yeah. He did better Comes with all minority groups. You're the rapist. <laughs> then gets respectable numbers in that election. And, from women, and then four years go by. And, he- and Brian Cranston just said, he also, and for women too, meaning he knows these numbers as well. Interesting. It's almost like they're shilling or something. It does better. The people, especially immigrants, they don't like this unrelenting negativism about this country. They're like, you know what? You should see the fucking river I swam through to get here. And I get here and all you people do is shit on your own country and tell me how horrible it is. You know what? I came from horrible. You want to know horrible? Mm. I'll tell you fucking stories. 
True. So how can we bridge the chasm that has been created between this divisive world that we live in? Oh, good. I thought you were going to say you and me, and I don't want there to be a chasm between us. No, man. So no. you don't mind having a, a good Irish debate like that? Fuck yeah. Good for you. Oh, my God. Uh, come on, buddy. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> right. I, 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 I met those for you. What's the handshake? I don't know. That was the 1956 <laughs> handshake. <laughs> But, By the way, I just found out. It's just probably going to just go on. I'm going to watch the rest of this, but as for now, I'm going to end this part of the uh, thing here because it's over an hour long, so let's just hop over here. Bill Maher and Brian Cranston butt heads over critical race theory by Jacob Genius. Genius. January 28th, 2023. Updated. I'm not sure when it was updated. Comedian and podcast host Bill Maher. Locked horns, let me turn it right down, with actor Brian Cranston on whether schools should be teaching critical race theory. The two discussed whether the hotly debated ideology which holds the race shapes social and political, which holds that race shapes social and political movements, the media and laws, which, you know, we have laws that make it illegal to do that, but okay, should be included in schools, curriculum, on Mars, quote, Club Random Podcast. The topic came up after they talked about slavery and Mar said people like former presidents should not be canceled for having slaves. Quote, it's 400 fucking years and we've dealt with this and we haven't dealt with this and our country still has not taken responsibility or accountability, Cranston said, quote, or uh, the Breaking Bad actor said he believes critical race theory is essential to schools. Quote, I mean teaching how race tra- how the race trade and racism is systemic in everything we've done in government, in social activities, he said. You want to talk about how the first slave owner and the man who argued for the rights to own and enslave black people specifically was a black man, black landowner in the South? I don't want to teach about that. You probably don't even know about that. Mar said that he considers critical race theory to be, quote, one of these catch-all terms and hold and told Cranston, quote, if you mean more of more, <laughs> if you mean more what the ni- 1619 book says, which is that it's just the essence of America and that we are irredeemable, just that's just wrong. The controversial Pulitzer Prize winner winning 19... 19- a 1619 project developed by Nicole Hannah-Jones, widely debunked and derided, by the way, and published in the New York Times, says slavery was a key force behind the American Revolution, among its other claims that it had been widely planned by histor- widely panned by historians. Marr said that to teach children that they are oppressors is introducing ideas about race that are inappropriate for kids that age who can't understand it. Ultimately, Cranston and Marr agreed that there were certain woke topics that should be kept out of schools. I'm just going to read three comments, so let's go right here. Uh, B. Realized, from 22 hours ago, said, quote, Slavery had, slash has, existed since the dawn of civilization. The U.S. also forgot, uh, fought a deadly and costly civil war, in part to end the practice here. Like many Americans, my family came here in the 20th century and after three generations back 
and after third generation is back, I have no idea if I come from kings or slaves, and it makes no difference. Based. Uh, cocktails with Dean. I attend both public and parochial schools in, I believe they mean private, but anyway, in, 19, in, in the 1960s Chicago. We were taught quite a bit about slavery, the Civil War, Frederick Douglass, and so on. Critical risk theory is a theory and not fact. Only facts should be taught in schools, based. Be realized responded one last time with, CRT is not about clarifying history or setting the record straight. It is about the future. It is a tool designed to harness institutional power. Well, that's just the Patriot Act and No Left Behind and Common Core and all that wrapped up in a little ball, my friend. That being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. The uh, woke cult is dying, and they're starting to receive the pushback that they needed to earlier, but, you know, they're receiving it now. Is it a good thing, or is it too little too late? Let me know in the description below, but until then, I'm going to catch a nap. I'm going to get up and start recording more episodes. And until then, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm Rose James Madison, and I shall catch you guys later. All links and everything are in the description below. Of course, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If you didn't like the content, downvote. If you like the content, upvote. And leave a comment about things you liked or things you would uh, change or critique. And, you know, if you think I'm wrong, please fact check me. I do like spreading only the most factual information possible. And I rely on the intelligence of the audience occasionally to catch my slips. So, until next time, deuces.